The Sons of Liberty is a politically neutral organization. We believe that the Judeo-Christian ethic has provided the principles upon which this nation was founded. It is our belief that these principles provide not only the foundation and framework for American government and society, but are also essential to the maintenance of a fair and just society. All program content is based on a Christian biblical worldview. What have you said to me recently? Recently. Rock the boat. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you that I am a boat rocker. I will not wear the mask. 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 I will not wear a mask. I will not get the vaccine. I will not get the vaccine. And I will not get the vaccine. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. In the Lord, I will praise his word. In God, I have put my trust, and I will not be afraid. Hear my prayer, O Lord, and let my cry come to you. Do not hide your face from me in the day. For the Lord is the great God, and the great King above all. Rise up, O judge of the earth. Render punishment to the proud. Lord, how long will the wicked, how long will the wicked triumph? Righteousness and justice are the foundation of this I hate the work of those who follow With my mouth I will make known your faithfulness to all generations. For I have said, mercy shall be built up forever. Your faithfulness you shall stand. On an instrument of ten strings, on the lute and on the harp, with harmonious sound. For you, O Lord, have made me glad through your works. I will triumph in the works of your are on high forevermore. For behold, your enemies shall perish. All the workers of iniquity shall be scattered. I will defy tyrants. 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 And with that, good morning, America. Welcome Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, liberals, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQ, RSTV, WXYZ people. All the boat rockers are in the house. And anybody else I may have missed to the Sons of Liberty radio show here on Red State Talk Radio, where we use the Bible and the Constitution not to see who's on the right or the left, but who is on the straight and narrow. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S. occupied state of South Carolina, the editor at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. And for our Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that Allah warns you about. I hold to the book, the Bible. As the authoritative word of God, glad that you guys have joined us here this morning. And if you'd like to check us out online, please do so. SonsofLibertyRadio.com, SonsofLibertyMedia.com. In fact, if you're listening by way of Red State Talk Radio and you want to watch the video portion of the radio show, that's right, you can see the face that's made for radio, head over to SonsofLibertyMedia.com, top of the page. The left side of the page is Bradley's show from yesterday. That will be up until 3 p.m. Eastern at what time he will go live. So that'll be at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. Right side of the page is where we're streaming live now. Just hit the play button and you're good to go. You can also catch us on BeforeIt'sNews.com, top of the page. Rumble at Sons of Liberty Radio Live. Twitch at Setting Brush Fires. DLive at the Sons, uh, DLive.TV at the Sons of Liberty. And we're also on Roku at Cutting Edge TV if you want to check us out there. Be sure to also, right up under where we're streaming live, uh, you know, subscribe to our newsletter. 
We get we send that out once a day, and of course, if you want in on the radio uh, email, that's one time a week. Go to sonsoflibertyradio.com, sign up for the email there. It's right on the home page. You can sign up for that. You get it once a week, and you get notification of what we're doing as far as the ministry every week. <clears throat> and then you also get Bradley's article that he chooses out of whatever he's put out for the week. You get that in there, and then you also get the special that we're running. Uh, by the way, we're running that this week, uh, Stephanie Joy's One Heart, the testimony of Stephanie Joy Dean. This is Bradley's wife, and uh, this little testimonial is normally a $7 donation. This week you can get it for half of that, 50% off, when you use the promo code One Heart, the number one and heart, all one word. You'll get 50% off through Saturday night at midnight. So if you're interested in doing that, pick that up. Also, if you want to help us in the ministry and you agree with our message and you want to support us in all the avenues that we're out there in, whether it's radio, Internet, or out among the people, there's a donate button at the top of sonsoflibertymedia.com. Click on that and make a one-time donation. Or you can become a partner with us, a monthly partner, as a son or daughter of liberty. There's some goodies in that, some discounts in the store, and things of that nature as well. I want to hit just a couple of things before we bring Lynn on. Uh, sonsoflibertymedia.com. <sighs> do, do, do you think these people have not picked up on, you know, we use that phrase here, let their cruelty swell out, right? Are they not getting the picture here? The more they do to the truckers, the bigger the crowds get. The more they do to Pastor Artur Pawlowski, the more he gains support. Yesterday, they arrested him at his home with a SWAT team. A SWAT team. Is it really necessary? Yes, it's necessary for the enemy because he is scared. Let me put it to you in a biblical term. He knows his time is short. The jig is up. Okay? The jig is up for them. And you can see the video, the raw footage there of Pastor Artur being arrested again for nothing. He's done nothing just as when they went in and they, they stole the trucker's fuel, they were acting illegally. Their intimidations against those who were out there to say, oh, you can't honk your horn. You know what, guys? <clears throat> I don't remember the people of Jericho getting on the wall and say, hey, you guys, you can't be blowing your horns around here. You can't do that. Hey, convoy, all of you blow them at once, and let's see how many cops and how much jail they have to actually put you in. I don't think they have the guts to do it. If you all stand together, don't back down off of that. Don't Look, I'm for cutting it off at a certain time of night. There are people sleeping around there, and I think that should be a respectful thing that you do. But in the day, blow it all you want. And time it to where all of you are doing it together. Anyway. SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. Office for National Statistics. The Pfizer COVID shot increases children's risk of death by, not 51%, 5,100%. you get that? The Pfizer COVID shot, the one leading in all of the adverse effects and all of the deaths, increases a child's risk of death by 5,100%. Are you listening out there? Share this with your friends who have children who are thinking about taking them to get this shot. I mean, you just might save a life. You really might. SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. Criminal Senators Blumenthal and Graham, you know, the birds of a feather flock together. 
reintroduce a bill that creates massive surveillance program to scan all your online messages. This is a clear violation of the Fourth Amendment. Why the people of South Carolina continue to, to reelect Lindsey Graham, that treasonous rascal that he is, is beyond me. He is not an American. He is an anti-American. He is one of these guys who has been compromised or bought off one or the other, I think it's more the compromise side. Guy at his age, not been married, um, yeah. Kind of has those effeminate ways. You go figure it out yourself. SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. Compare physical condition of young Americans in 1962 to those of today. I had a guy say, well, we have great athletes in this. That Well, we're not talking about that. We're talking about the general population. And you'll see something that's pretty incredible. I mean, you really, you really will if you haven't seen it already. SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. Can Bitcoin circumvent economic tyranny? This is from our friend Corey Lynn. Uh, you can check out the talk that was on that there on SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. And then finally, uh, serial rapist cop sentenced to 263 years. This is out of Oklahoma. Up for parole after doing just six years. Now, does that sound like justice to you? I mean, justice isn't even the cage for six years. That's an injustice to him and the people. Don't get me wrong. But they sentenced him to 263 years. He was a serial rapist. He didn't rape one person. He raped many, using his badge and authority. When the guy was convicted, two or three witnesses, he should have been given a dirt nap. I don't know any other way to say it. And yet we let stuff like this go on, and we pay for it. You and I pay for it to keep this guy up for the six years he's in there. Now he's up for parole. Oh, well, Tim, and, and by the way, his life will be over. There's no question about that. He'll, if he's able to get a job, I'd be surprised. Any of that. Do you see how all this works, guys? The prison system is not a just system. God's law not only gives us the law, it gives us the punishment for violating the law. And we should really take heed to that because, as we say so often, justice does what? It guards our liberty. It guards our liberty. So anyway, keep that in mind. SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. Check those out. This is Rotten of the Core Wednesday. And as always, we have with us the Common Core Diva, the ever chipper in the morning, Lynn Taylor. Good morning, Lynn. Uh, hello. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, I'm so chipper. Can't you tell? Oh, <laughs> uh, you, you should see her before the show. She's just happy as can be. And oh, oh yes, it's please. it's like midday for you, isn't it, Lynn? Uh, yeah, right. Mm -hmm. In a parallel universe, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, we we've got something to talk about. We're going to be talking about Project Prevent, and um, yes. you know, just to let our friends know, you and I were talking about it. Our friend Georgia shared with us uh, some some news about our friend Charlotte uh, Isserbeet. And uh, her not doing very well and her health kind of failing. And there is some, some talk that she may have gone on to be with the Lord. We don't know. We can't confirm that just yet. If somebody can do that, right. please confirm that to us. Uh, but her family obviously will need our prayers, and uh, we want to, to offer them to the Lord. So um, please keep her family in prayer. I know her son was the one who was shot. He was doing the, the websites and things of this nature. And so uh, please keep Charlotte's family in prayer. And, uh, Lynn, we've got Project Prevent today that yes, we're going to we get do. stuck with the bill for, for them to redefine what community violence is now. 
Absolutely. Yes, we do. And uh, we touched on this a little bit last week, if you'll remember, Tim. I think it's where um, we said that this was one of those things where it was up on the federal registry and you had like 30 days to comment whether you were in support of this um, grant system from the Department of Education under Project Prevent, or if you were opposed to it. And so, of course, um, I went on and I have shared last week's episode. I said, you know, here's the action item that we need to focus on. Here's the link to the registry. Five people, including myself, that when I checked, were the only ones who had commented. One was very short and sweet. I loved it. It was, you know, nice grab at the Second Amendment. Then you had a couple of others where it was, going on about, oh, how much this was needed. And, you know, the government plants people on the federal registry to make comments in support so that when you go on to comment, if you're going to read, well, hey, what is everyone else saying? Uh, you might be swayed just a little bit. Um, when I go on and comment, I know what I'm going to say. I don't need to read what someone else is saying to change my mind or to influence what I say. Now, I don't know if it has been approved. I did get an email from the Department of Education that it was in um, the portal, so to speak. But here's what I wrote. As a trained education researcher and U.S. taxpaying citizen, I absolutely protest this latest move by an unconstitutional, all in big letters, federal agency to continue to define what our communities should look like, act like, and support. It is not the U.S. education's job to undermine any part of education, including community-wide services. The Every Student Succeeds Act was signed as a de facto law based on violating the U.S. Constitution, the Ninth and Tenth Amendments, and 20 U.S. Code Section 1232A, where any interference into education was prohibited. It is a known fact that the CDC partnered with big insurance, big pharma, and progressive globalist Marxism of the Rockefeller Foundation to skew and redefine ACEs or adverse child experiences for nothing more than government control of everyone. The U.S. Department of Education has zero business defining community violence. That's law enforcement's job. And speaking of, in the name of student safety and school climate, an increase in law enforcement presence in our school is also unconstitutional. The data tracking system set between schools and non-education related entities is a violation of privacy as set up by the U.S. Civil Rights Act, as well as FERPA, HIPAA, and PIPA. Project Prevent shouldn't exist as there's should be zero federal response to local education whatsoever. This is also another grab at killing our Second Amendment, as well as any way to discourage our First Amendment rights. Well, I think that you hit it off the head on the head right at the first when you said uh, this is unconstitutional. You know, Lynn, this is reminding me of why they're using the term we're a democracy. They keep putting these things out. The ATF does it. Uh, other people do it. Other, other these agencies throw out these things to ask your right. opinion on this. 
well, wait a minute, guys. You aren't given authority to mess with it in the first place. Why are you putting it out there and then Mm -hmm. asking our opinion on it? It's unconstitutional on its face because you guys are out there doing it. You're unconstitutional. You don't exist in our Constitution. You exist outside of our Constitution. And the same thing is true with, with all of these agencies, including the one that you had a right to. So it's it's incredible to me that they haven't gotten it yet. But I'm going to tell no. you, the more people that are learning the Constitution and sticking to the simplicity, it's like, look, if you learn the Ten Commandments, you can extrapolate that out, and you can read the rest of Deuteronomy, you can read Exodus, Leviticus, and Numbers, you, you can understand what the law of God is, and, and that expounds upon it. But if you learn the Ten Commandments, do you really have to go through a lot of the other stuff? I'm not saying you shouldn't, but I'm saying do you have to? It's the simplicity of what the law is. Same thing is true with the Constitution. It didn't give authority in this area to the federal government. And so, therefore, it's pretty simple, guys. You can put out all the stuff you want to. You can create all the agencies you want to, and it doesn't make it legal. It doesn't make it lawful. It's unlawful. It's lawless. That's where we're at, Lynn. Oh, absolutely. And I wanted to point out that when I did go and look at the number of times that this particular proposal had been looked at, only 350 out of the millions and billions of people in America, only 350 had even bothered to look at it. So I was really kind of shocked in a way and surprised, but then not really, because I know there's so much kabuki theater going on right now that no one really gives a rat's bottom about, oh, yeah, here's another thing that the Department of Education is going to do. And we should be because this is going to impact so much more than just education. And this is what I wanted us to focus on. Now, we've got several things that we can show the audience. But let me give you a little rundown of the voluminous uh, document that is on the um, federal registry. In a nutshell, Project Prevent will direct the U.S. Department of Education to prioritize money to local education authorities or agencies impacted by community violence and to expand capacity, Tim, which is authority of those local education agencies for school to community strategies or interventions to reduce violence. Department of Ed will get to redefine what community violence is, and here's what it they're going to redefine it as. Firearm injuries, assaults, homicide, and other acts of interpersonal violence outside of romance or family. Now, did you just open Pandora's box that way? Absolutely, you did. It goes on, Okay. So not only do they get to redefine what community violence is, they get to tie it to the adverse childhood experiences, um, which are being used to create resilient cities. That was my reference to Rockefeller. This ties in the CDC and the Department of Health and Human Services. It also will attach to school counselors, mental health services in school for community-wide mental health interventions. It will pump up the level of social and emotional learning in our communities, whether it's in school, out of school, or through our community. It will increase um, law enforcement in our schools. It, I want you to think about 
what Charlotte and Anita and so many people have told us about these schools as hubs for wraparound services. This will absolutely do it. So the priorities of the Department of Education through this particular grant system. Okay. In the name of school climate and safety, Tim, we are going to reinvent our school as the hub or center of everything that goes on. We will have more public-private partnerships, especially through uh, memorandums of agreements or memos of understanding, which are unconstitutional. Prevent will also target our low-income families. It will also bring in um, uh, promised neighborhoods and community development block grants by the millions of dollars for more taxpayer Skullduggery, and the rest will give parameters for the ability for how you as a private entity or a public entity can get this federal education money. Well, let's go to something that I'm seeing in here. Uh, And this is um, the purpose of the program. Right. And I want want people to to listen to how these anti-American, unconstitutional people are trying to present themselves as though they are lawful. The purpose of the program, the Project Prevent Grant Program, and remember, grants are usually money given to you. You don't have to pay back, okay? Bull, bull, bull. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Provides grants to... <laughs> we will to, pay it back, yeah. Yeah, you will pay it back, but what I'm saying is you're not on the hook for it, at least in right. some kind of payment scheme. Uh, provides grants to LEAs, which are local educational agencies, to increase their capacity to implement community and school-based strategies to help prevent community violence and mitigate the impacts of exposure to community violence. You know, the the community violence that I'm seeing is coming from government, not from the individuals. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, Project Prevent Grant Funds allow LEAs to increase their capacity to identify, assess, and serve students exposed to community violence, helping LEAs to, one, offer effective student mental uh, students mental health services support conflict management programs and implement other community and school-based strategies to help prevent community violence and to mitigate the impacts of exposure to community violence <clears throat> the federal government has no authority here yet they say the program authority is 20 USC 7281 which starts out with national activities for school safety well and this is under title 20 of education Let me ask you something, folks. In Article 1, do you see anywhere where education is the priority or comes under the authority of the federal government? No, you do not. And so the Ninth and Tenth Amendments come into play here, especially the Tenth, to say if we didn't authorize you to be involved in it, it's Mm -hmm. none of your business. Right. It's none of your business. And so I don't know, Lynn, when we're going to get it through our heads that we push that into the federal government and say, guys, you're way out of line here. You Mm -hmm. need to strip everything that you've put that's tied to education. That needs to be gone immediately. Whatever Mm -hmm. department it's in. And the Department of Education needs to be tanked. It needs to be deep six. That's what needs to happen. 
Right. And if you'll remember, I said that uh, one of the things was about this particular grant, that it was going to show you ways where you could get this federal money. Now, attached in your email, you should have found um, the 2019 Project Prevent PDF, which will show folks just how much money was up for grabs. Now, I'm sure because here we are, you know, a few years later that that dollar figure is going to have been increased. Um, I really think that it probably will have, but that will give people some evidence as to just how much money the government is going. Oh, yes, we're going to dangle it out here. And you as a public or private entity can come get this money if you can participate in our project prevent, because after all, violence in the community is is just so horrible. And I'm not downplaying that the community violence isn't okay. It's bad, no matter whether it's happening in a lot of places or in one or two places, but it's not the government's job through the education to curtail it. That's right. Um, in fact, right. in fact, let me, let me make a comment here. Sure. <clears throat> Some people may have read my article back from years, years ago when I was talking about Kennesaw, Georgia, you want to curb community violence. You mandate that every household has to have a gun. And Kennesaw, Georgia did that. You know what they saw their their crime rate? I mean, it went down to next to nothing. And the only place, and that was for years, the only place Mm -hmm. where they had a murder, guess where it was? At the university where it was a gun-free zone. That was it. And I think there were three who died at that time. But for, Mm -hmm. for years and even decades, that community has been one of the safest communities. In fact, it showed up in one a, a, a national magazine to say it was a great place to raise your kids and to live. So if you really want it, stop listening to the people telling you that guns are evil. Look, they're an instrument. They're a tool. You need to teach your kids about them. You don't need to be scared about teaching your kids. I'm telling you one one thing, and I'll give it back over to you, Lynn. It's when it comes to weapons like that, you show your kids they're dangerous if they're not handled with respect and they're used in certain situations. They're not for running around playing cowboys and Indians with your brothers or sisters. Okay? You take away that curiosity because they want to know what it's about. They want to know what it is. And I'm, I'm sure there are plenty of kids who have killed themselves or killed a brother or sister or a family member or friend because... They were just curious, and they were just playing around. You don't do that. Go ahead and take them out. Shoot a couple of times. I'll have a great time. You take away the curiosity. Just just my two cents worth in on that whole, you want to curb community violence? That's how you do it. Right. Absolutely. Well, if you would please go to the Project Prevent page where we are going to see the resources that the Department of Education has used to put together to help you as a taxpayer feel really good about how your money's being used against you. Now, I don't know specifically which one I'm going to. I was okay, just on the it, registry. It is the, okay, it's the, okay, it's the uh, link in the email where it says the resources cited for Project Prevent as seen on the home page okay. of the project. Gotcha. Okay. Just want yeah. to make sure I got mm-hmm. the right one. There. That's okay. That's all right. Okay. So if you can... Uh, Enlarge that just a little bit, because for those who can see, those who are listening, of course, will not be able to see it. But hang on just a second, because I wanted folks to see some of the people there um, citing. Okay, the American Counseling Association. Okay, the American School Counselor Association, MentalHealth.gov, the National Association of School Psychologists, the National Center of Safe 
supportive learning environments, the National Institute of Mental Health, Social School Social Work Association, National Center for Trauma-Informed Care, and youth.gov. Okay, of those that we just named, at least half of them have already bought into the Common Core machine, but I'm supposed to feel so good about this project prevent. That's all I wanted to point out. Okay. And if you want to, on my blog, you can go back and find when Obama was in office, he and um, the first lady came up with a with an initiative that was just for school counselors because they were in the perfect spot, Tim, to over influence families of what uh, the the child in school should be doing. Now, let me point out one thing. School counselors are one thing if you're in that system and you're going to think, well, I'm homeschooling, so I'm outside that system. Honey, when you go to uh, community college, when you go for dual enrollment, when you go to sign up for that apprenticeship, when you go down to the job center to find a job, those counselors are there and they are also influencing you based under this program that was started and has been just kicked down the road through Trump's administration and now through Biden's. So don't tell me that this is not influencing every educational choice because it is. And if it's not coming from education, it's going to come from labor. Okay. Now, you also want to look at the justification for the U.S. laws that Project Prevent is based upon. You touched on that when you read part of that section of uh, what was on the registry. Okay, that would be the next link, Tim. And what you'll see is that the top citation goes to 20 U.S. Code 7131. Code 7131, Tim, deals with Internet safety not community violence, internet safety. What is this a clue to? Data tracking. Well, it's also, I can see, it's also going to be a a tool to be used for censorship. Mm -hmm. If you're being to be uh, very, uh, you know, violent online because of your particular political view, religious view, whatever the case may be, Mm -hmm. uh, they'll pull the plug on you. They're going to shut you down. This this is definitely going along with the social credit score. There's no doubt in my mind. Well, well, absolutely. But if you'll remember when I was showing you what are the, uh, or telling you about how the community violence was redefined, that open-ended thing about other acts doesn't necessarily mean physical. It could mean spoken. It could mean I wrote out an email. It could be with them being able to define what other is, and we've pointed this out on uh, other shows, Tim, where that uh, catchphrase of other purposes is the the safety, well, not safety net, but it's the Pandora's box. They attach to everything that says, once I open that, I'm going to let anything that could possibly be connected apply. Yeah, well, of course, that, that because that advances their agenda. That's what they want. That's what they want to do. This is why it's important for the people to tell them, no, you have no authority to be doing this in the first place. Well, that's absolutely right. Now, the other citation that was given under that 20 U.S. Code 7131 is uh, one that dates back to 2014 under the Obama administration, and it will show you how education's funding directly tied to health and human services, which we know when every student succeeds at, it actually increased the amount of health and human services presence in education. And here's um, here's the quote, uh, or excuse me, here's my point. 
2014 was when Congress was still using the reauthorization of the Elementary and Secondary Education Act of 1965 to create their own versions. And combined is what gave us the Every Student Succeeds Act, which was signed into law in December of 2015. Now, if you go and you look at Every Student Succeeds Act, Tim, the many funding streams that we've talked about for years that were redirected to address community-wide violence. All right. If you'll go to that website, it's futureswithoutviolence.org, and it will show you the funding streams and the opportunities for you as an entity, public or private, to get in on this free money in the name of reducing violence. They will show you how to do it. Okay. All right. I just want you to, to see there. There is the link right there. And it tells you here, changing minds to end childhood trauma. That particular video is something that, oh, my goodness, it's just over a minute. And if you want to see part of what is really happening, not just in public school, but in our communities, if you would play that video, it's just yep, over sure. a minute. All right. The emotional effects of childhood trauma are well known, but new scientific research reveals that child's positive and negative experiences can shape and reshape the brain. Research suggests that the more a child witnesses violence, the more neural connections are created in regions of the brain that involve fear, anxiety, and impulsiveness. While fewer are created in regions that involve reasoning, planning, and behavioral control. The good news is the young brain is malleable or plastic, and fostering stable, supportive relationships can prevent or help reverse this damage, resulting in lifelong benefits for the child's learning, behavior, and overall health. So how can you help a child in your life? Just remember these five healing gestures. Celebrate them with a compliment or by applauding their efforts. Comfort them by staying calm and patient. Listen to them and show an interest in their passions. Collaborate with them by asking their opinions and inspire them with new ideas. With these everyday gestures, you can help a child look forward to a bright future. Oh, a bright future. Hey. Yep. Whoops. Okay, we're done. We're yep, done. I'm sorry. It's okay. The here. reason I, I wanted to else. point that out is because, again, this Project Prevent is all going on the assumption that if we somehow cut out violence, we're going to somehow cut out the opportunity for anything that is being deemed negative or bad from happening to our children. And if we do that, Tim, we're going to be able to save millions of dollars on the healthcare system. We're going to be able to save millions of dollars uh, in education. Really? Well, let's point out a couple of things about this particular group that just put that video out. First of all, they're based in San Francisco, and San Francisco has been deemed as the model city under the Rockefeller Foundation's uh, Resilience City Worldwide Program. Wait, now, you, you, you're, ta- you're talking about the city that houses probably one of the largest, wor- uh, the world's largest sodomite community, the city that has hundreds of pounds of poop on its street because people just go to the bathroom out there. You, you're talking about this is the model city? Uh, for this whole thing? For the resilience movement. Now, the resilience movement is something that you and I have covered for years over different episodes. Uh, One of the ones we did was um, 
Oh, goodness. I'm trying to think. It was my article called Dollars Before Deers. And it was after I had seen the video or the documentary that was going around the nation going, this is why we need to have uh, ACEs. This is why we need to have resilience. This is why we need to have behavioral interventions. And here in North Carolina, not only did the Council of Churches get on board with this, but so did our law enforcement. And so I did a, a series of articles on that. And I showed you how this was coming in the back door, not only to take over your family, but your community. So, you know, there's that, that you need to understand that uh, the president of Futures Without Violence is tied to the United Nations, as well as Kellogg Foundation, which is also tied in to the Common Core machine. Uh, I give you the link to the Resilient City Movement, which has now uh been taken over by another group and is citing Rockefeller Foundation as one of the founding core members. So Rockefeller's trying to distance themselves from this mess that they started. But again, it doesn't matter if your name is still attached to it. The, uh, the wheels that have been set in motion are so far trampling over everyone that it's not going to stop. Okay. So I just wanted to point those things out. You'll have the links for how the um, Futures Without Violence is tied to the UN. You'll find out also um, the other information that's in there as well. Okay, so if you want to, in 2018, I did a 20-minute Facebook Live about the documentary that was talking about the CDC partnering with Kaiser Permanente to do this reworking of a school climate uh safety program that ties to Project Prevent. And if you will, if you'll start from the beginning and go to about the 913 timestamp, I want folks to see this is what Project Prevent is going to increase in your community. Hi. Remember a couple of days ago, I said I was going to give you a little bit of information about resilience. It's a new, well, supposedly new education documentary. It was actually filmed in 2016, but it's making the rounds around the nation right now. And um, it's quite expensive if you're going to buy it. But, you know, there are private showings of it all over. And the place I got to go see it at was in a church. And um, it was about an hour or so, and there was a speech given before the movie and then, of course, after the movie. And I just, I'm going to share just a couple of notes with you about it, because if you happen to, to see this movie popping up, I, I really, really want you guys to go, but go in numbers and go knowing how detrimental what the movie is about is going to be to our education system. All right, the full name is called Resilience, the Biology of Stress and the Science of Hope. Uh, Special Educational Edition, okay? This is put out by KPJR Film Production, um, and it centers around the fact that resilience or the ability to bounce back from something quickly is uh, what we all need. And if we can get the kids diagnosed with adverse uh, traumas 
uh, sooner, we can treat them sooner. Therefore, we can save taxpayer dollars with the health care system. But the problem with all this is, is it's a mind grab for our children um, because it's it's just absolutely breeding them to be part of the village, if you will. Um, one of the things that uh, was given in the speech here, and of course this was in North Carolina, was that um, the reason we needed to have so much uh, therapy in schools, if you will, is because 85% of the student and teacher populations need to be connected to some sort of mental health service, but they cannot get them in the community or they can't afford them. So because there's such a whopping number of the population, 85%, it makes sense to integrate it into our schools because that's where they can reach the most people. Well, if we think about the increase of power that was given to the Department of Health and Human Services in the Every Student Succeeds Act, this is playing right into that. Um, but one of the things that the whole movie centers on is this um, – study that was started back in the 1990s by the Centers for Disease Control in a joint effort with Kaiser Permanente. Well, there's, um, you know, there's a clue right there. We've got the government in a private par- uh, public-private partnership with a big corporation who has access to all kinds of drugs and is helping fund, oh goodness, all kinds of things around the nation. Supposedly, the need for upping mental health in schools is one of the biggest public health discoveries because it will um, determine who is going to be uh, targeted for lifelong stressors over other people. Uh, Supposedly, it is the best way for the new biology of the 21st century science to come into play. Well, let's think about this. Uh, Science, technology, engineering, and math, that's STEM. That's part of the United Nations uh, grab at our education. So now we're seeing, you know, the sustainable development goals are really ramping up in all our towns and across the nation. Uh, We know that education is definitely involved. It's goal number four. But um, two groups are going to be targeted for these sort of mental health services, homeless and those who come from low income. And the number one goal for the sustainable development goals is to end poverty. So by the time this movie was over, the lady who was leading this goes, what do we have to do? We have to end poverty across the board. Uh, yeah, we, we need to end poverty, but we don't need to do it on a global level. Anyway, um, I just wanted to give you an idea that this movie is geared all around We've got to be a village taking care of the kids because the kids can't articulate, so therefore we must have grown-ups come in and articulate for them. Um, let's see here. A couple of medical doctors, or excuse me, not medical doctors, but doctor professors out of uh, Stanford University were saying that we must be able to use this sort of mind-bending stuff in schools to be a human capital investment. And that's another thing that we can tie back to the Every Student Succeeds Act. It says very clearly that one of the mandates is workforce readiness or post-secondary readiness as laid out by the Workforce Innovation and Opportunity Act. And it 
refers to our children as human capital or talent pipe, uh, what is it, talent pipeline supply material. You know, these are people. We cannot keep dehumanizing them with these awful, educratic phrases. Um, let's see here. Um, and one of the ways, and this was really kind of awful, I thought, one of the ways that this movie was illustrating the need for mental health services for children, which will also reach over into families uh, through school, which is part of the Every Student Succeeds Act with the 21st Century uh, Community Learning Centers, was um, they used a girl. She was trying to cross the street, and, of course, this was an illustration. She was trying to cross the street, but there were so many semis coming um, that she constantly was having to dodge every semi that was coming down this multi-lane highway. So, of course, by the time she gets to the school, she's very, very stressed out. Well, she goes to sit down, a student next to her accidentally brushes against her, and the child totally implodes because she is just so stressed out. So part of the the gist behind this is if we can create a database that will give everyone who's in the child's life communication tools so that by the time something like this happens, uh, by the time they get to the school, the teacher would know, hey, this is what happened. This is why this kid is so stressed out. And these are the, ste- these are the steps or these are the things that I need to do. Okay. Now, here in North Carolina, I can tell you some of this stuff is already ramping up in certain schools. And the lady who gave this particular presentation that I attended said that one principal greets the students, every, the, the whole school, every morning with mantras of meditation. And then there is another school the lady was telling us about where they have these meditation centers in the classroom. And I just have seen um, from another school district here in North Carolina where they have these calming stations or resilience zones. And so this, again, plays back into the the whole child. We have to educate the whole child. And, of course, the mind is one thing. But we're, we're going on very, very dangerous territory here because it's not asking so much for the teachers to be the, the health care professionals. It's wanting to create more public-private partnerships between those health professionals and have them constantly in school, but yet also use support staff like, the librarian, the bus driver, the lunch lady or the lunch guy to be part of this team to help our kids bounce back from whatever it is. And one of the, the things that was mentioned in the movie that I thought was just awful, there was this one man who goes, you know, we can't, you know, we can't always help everybody, um, but this would help us to be able to help everybody. But think of it this way. You can't lead a horse to, um, you can, you can lead to a horse to water, but you can't make him drink, but you can, by George, make him thirsty. And that's part of what this mind grab, uh, is, is supposed to do is make the, the kids and the families thirsty to be well because nobody wants to feel like something's wrong with them or they don't want to stand out. Another thing that was brought up that's in it. the movie. That's it. Okay. That's it make you thirsty. That's what this Project Prevent is supposed to do. So that was 2018. A lot of that has foisted over into Project Prevent. I don't know if folks got that or not, but that's why I wanted folks to hear just that little bit, because what was true then is still going on now. So, you know, Lynn, 
as yes. I hear this, you, you've heard mm-hmm. all the stories where they're they're talking about replacing <clears throat> employees at all these places with robots. And I know some people are a little further mm-hmm. along than that. I think that's just a ploy because they actually want the people to be their robots. That, I mean, this is part of this whole transhumanism. Right. Everybody thinks transhumanism is going to be transcendent. We're going we're gonna to somehow escape our bodies and we're going to be like gods or something like that. But the reality is it's there to enslave us just like this, this kind of stuff that you were just talking about. Right, right. Well, before we have to end, because there'll be all these links in the archives for you, I wanted us to go uh, look at the law enforcement's view of this Project Prevent. That would be the next link. If you'll see it, it's police1.com, Tim. I am looking. I've got it. There you go. Okay. Now, this is from a person who trolls the federal government for grants to send to law enforcement people okay and she should have telling, one of those matthew lesko jackets on <laughs> uh she's telling you about project prevent how it's such a great thing but look at the um absolute priority that's mentioned in this particular article and then don't don't gloss over the fact that the Department of Justice is also mentioned in this. And we've talked about how Department of Justice has played into this common core machine as well. Um, let me see if I can show you the absolute priority. Um, let's see here. Da, 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 da. Um, Okay, she tells you Project Prevent Grant applicants have to be educational agencies and focus on creating a comprehensive program that serves all students, both at the individual level and the entire school environment. All right. Uh, It would be a great opportunity for strong collaboration between the school and law enforcement. And then she goes on to tell you that, uh, you know, there's 20 grants when this particular article was written that are just under $500,000. But to think how great that would be for your community. And here's the absolute priority. The absolute priority for this grant is to assist schools in communities with pervasive violence to break the cycle of violence by better meeting needs of affected students. The requirement is that each project must offer students all of the following. One, school uh, access to school-based counseling or outside counseling services to assist in coping with trauma and anxiety. Two, school-based social and emotional support to address the effects of violence. Three, conflict resolution or other school-based strategies to prevent future problems. Four, a safer and improved school environment, which may include activities to decrease harassment, bullying, violence, gang involvement, and substance abuse. And then the secondly, they attack on the promise zones. Well, promise zones are part of the UN's regionalism that we are seeing play out through the sustainable development goals. So all of this is interconnected. So maybe you got a little bored here in that nine-minute uh, excerpt, but if you'll take a look at that, what I was saying then, and then see how far down the road we've come, Tim, it it will give you, okay, if it hasn't hit your town yet, or if it is in your town and you're not really sure what's going on, now you can find it out. Yep, yep, and we've got some uh, we've got some other things to get to real quick before yes, before we, we end. What do we got here with uh, the the Resilient Cities Network? Yes, that is the link to the Resilient Cities, uh, again, and notice that 
current leadership has the mayor of Houston as the head. And there you can see core funders. There's Rockefeller. You've got Visa. You've got other uh, entities as well. Ickley, which I've heard Pat uh, Wood with Centers for Free Speech talk about how they supersede your local government. So these are a World Economic Forum. You've got all kinds of folks that are in on this. and Amazon, too. Yeah, and the... um, the cities are known as R cities, like R, the letter R for yep. resilience. So uh, at each of these particular cities, Tim, have chief resilient officers, not mayors, not law enforcement, but um, resilience officers. Yeah, I'm looking at some of the people here. <clears throat> I mm-hmm. don't know why in my mind I get the idea these people have never worked a day in their life, and I'm talking about working a real job. They look like they're government leechers is what they look like, uh, the people who are a part of their board. Right. Absolutely, they are. If you want to see how much the R cities are involved in education, we give you the link for that. In the archives, you'll also find I have three pages of articles on the Rockefeller Foundation and their uh, impact on the ACEs. You'll also see about Big Pharma and the over-medication of, of everything, Go, and it's using school as the justification. There's an image that I've put out there for you to show you how the uh, state of North Carolina, under this promise zone, or as, as North Carolina has called it, prosperity zones, other states will call it opportunity zones. It's a way to discriminate between the haves and the have-nots under the premise of, well, we've got to make it equal for all. And that's, uh, that can be both a solution, but also more of a, a, a opportunity to align. But let me leave you with this one quote. This is an image, and this is from the Rockefeller Archive Center. Organizations founded and supported by the philanthropies of the Rockefeller family have a seminal influence on the development of 20th century education, science, medicine, social science, agriculture, economics, uh, conservation, and cultural affairs throughout the world. Yeah, you know, it's interesting, uh, Mr. uh, Wordsworth, I always want to say Woodsworth, Uh, Mr. Wordsworth over there at DLive, Brings mm-hmm. in something that we're talking about here. You know, <clears throat> mm-hmm. government wants to make everything unicorns and rainbows and fairy tales right. and all happy things and anything, quote unquote, negative is bad. And he points yeah. out dualism. Mm-hmm. And for those of you who study scripture and you study history, you know what dualism, the church was battling that in the first century just as much as they're battling it now. And mm-hmm. he says, believes that positive, dualism believes that positive is equivalent to good. Yeah. And negative is equivalent to evil. And yet, what are we told in Scripture? God works how many things? All things together for good mm-hmm. for those who love him and are called into, according to his purpose. Now, that's not for everybody. That's those who are, who are uh, called according to his purpose. Okay, But he uses both good and bad. What did yeah. Joseph say to his brothers? You meant it for Evil, negative, Mm -hmm. evil, Mm -hmm. wrong. You meant it for bad to me, but God meant it for good, and yet government's telling us, oh, I can handle that. Uh, We can make it all good and fairy tales and all this other. Lynn, we got about uh, 15 seconds. You want to tell people where they can find out more about you? 
Okay, CommonCoreDiva.com. If you wish to final, financially bless any of the work I do, there is a donate button. You can find me on Breaking News Journal, all the other social media outlets. And don't miss tomorrow with uh, Suzanne Hamner on the Liberty Bells. All right. <laughs> There's Lynn. You crossed the checker. I need a flag to wave. You crossed the checkered line. <laughs> Guys, check out Bradley at 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central, sonsoflibertymedia.com. We'll be back with you in the morning. Oh, we've got something. A Muslim convert to Christ. You don't want to miss that. See you then.